what's up donuts it's your girl gina i just wanted to get on the mic again just to give you a little bit of a heads up this episode has a lot boy oh boy does it have a lot it's going to have talk of rape torture mutilation murder child pornography i'm not going to get in depth of course cannibalism is just a touch of that and castration and that's for my fellas out there yay me i got all of them this time plus i might just cuss so listener discretion is advised as always happy friday donuts welcome to another episode of friday your weekly fix of true crime i'm your girl gina And I'm very excited for you to be here with me today. If you're new to the Fried Dough community, welcome. We are a group of true crime enthusiasts who come together to explore the most fascinating cases out there. And to my regular donuts, thank you for your continued support and loyalty. I really do appreciate it. But before we jump into today's story, I want to remind all my listeners to follow or subscribe to this podcast and review it on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to me on right now. And join the community on Instagram at Fried Dough Podcast. And on every episode, I always want to let everybody know that the stories that I cover on this podcast may be difficult to hear. However, it is very important to shine a light on these cases and remember the victims who were affected. This is Fried Doe True Crime Podcast, and this is the mysterious and unsolved disappearance of Branson Perry. In the year 2001, Branson Perry, a 20-year-old resident of Skidmore, Missouri, vanished without a trace from his family's home. Despite extensive investigations and searches, no solid lead has been ever found. To this day, his disappearance remained a mystery, leaving his family and community searching for answers and closures. In this episode, we will look into the puzzling case of Branson Perry's disappearance and explore the various theories surrounding it. Branson Kane Perry, born February 24, 1981, to parents Rebecca Clino and Bob Perry. Unfortunately, not much is found about Branson's childhood, upbringing, and behaviors, but I haven't found anything to say that he wasn't nothing but a normal Midwestern kid. Raised in Skidmore, three years later, Branson would have a younger brother named Philip. Skidmore is a small town in Missouri, so small in the 2010 census, the population was 284 residents. The largest the town has ever been was in 1910, and that was 562 residents, according to the public record. Branson graduated from Holt High School in 1999, right before his cousin, Bobby Joe. After graduating, he worked many odd jobs, including working as a roofer and helping maintain a traveling petting zoo in the area. 
Branson lived with his father, Bob Perry, at 304 West Oak Street in Skidmore. His parents were recently divorced. Branson suffered from tachycardia, which is the condition that makes your heart race excessively. And that's what stopped him from joining the military. He failed the physical. He was a black belt in Hapkido. Hapkido is a hybrid Korean martial arts. It is a form of self-defense and employs joint lock, grappling, throwing techniques, kicks, punches, and other striking attacks. It also teaches the use of traditional weapons, including knives, swords, rope, nunchucks, canes, short sticks, and guns. Bob and Branson was close and shared a lot of time and thoughts with one another. One area in which Bob was always suspected but never confirmed was in fact Branson's sexuality. This would all change through a disturbing encounter which would allegedly take place just four days prior to Branson's disappearance. I do want to note that the only place I've ever found this as a source is in Diane Fanny's book, Baby Be Mine, and all other mentions of it seem to cite this as their primary source. On April 7, 2001, Branson went over to the home of a neighbor named Jason Beerman. While in the home, Branson was allegedly given drugs which took effect leading him into a state of inebriation, according to the book Baby Be Mine by Diane Fanny. Quote, in an intoxicated state, Branson danced naked, shaved his pubic hairs, and participated in sexual activity with Jason. End quote. Reportedly, the next following day, Branson confessed about the situation to his father. According to him, he had been drugged and taken advantage of, and Branson was upset about the situation, what had happened, and what would happen if anyone found out about this encounter. Bob allegedly suspected that his son was likely gay, but had never been directly told about it and became very angry at his neighbor for taking advantage of his son. Whether it became Branson's fear of it becoming public knowledge or for some other reason, this alleged sexual assault never was reported to the authorities. Not long after this discussion with his son, Bob would be hospitalized for seven days with the planned date for his discharge set for Wednesday, April 11th. So on the afternoon of Wednesday, April 11th, 2001, Branson invited a friend, Gina, over to his house to help clean the residence for his father. Bob was due to return home. Gina reports seeing Branson talking to the two men throughout the day, sometimes while they were working on the car and other times with the three just standing there together in the front yard. Gina would later report several details that they would never have been verified. According to her, at one point during the day, she came in the kitchen where she saw Branson taking something from the cabinet and headed outside concealing the items. She would also claim that another time that day, she found one of the men who was working on the car outside in the kitchen also. And when she asked both men what were they doing, Branson and the other man, they both replied it was nothing. She said Branson spent half of his time hanging out with these two men who she never met before, nor was she introduced to. 
But at approximately 3 p.m., Branson told Gina he was going to take a pair of jumper cables outside to the shed adjacent to the house. This was the last time he was seen. On April 12th, Branson's grandmother, Joanne Stennett, stopped by his home and found the house unlocked and deserted, which I think is really messed up because if my friend calls me over to their house to clean up or help them do something, whatever, and they suddenly leave and never come back, I'm going to call family, call them, or just call around. But one thing I'm not going to do is just leave their house unlocked and deserted. But then again, I'm another Gina. She found this unusual and she started calling the house over the next several days, but got no answer. Then she called Branson's mother, Rebecca Cleaner, and she found that she hadn't talked to him either. So April 17, 2001, the day Bob was discharged, several days later than what they expected. So after he was released, since Branson lived with his father, no one really knew if Branson had been home or not. So after Bob got home, he saw that Branson's belongings was still there, his wallet, his van, and all of his clothes. He and Rebecca filed a missing persons report. A ground search party was organized by the Nottoway County within 15 miles or 24 kilometer radius of Branson's house. Numerous fields, farms, abandoned buildings, and oil wells were searched, but they couldn't find anything. They would have utilized tracking dogs. However, after six days being missing and bad weather, Branson's scent was gone. During the search of the property, police were unable to locate the jumper cables Branson had reportedly left to return to the shed. Two weeks later, however, they were found just inside the door. Due to the materials of the cables and the 100 hands that the cables could have gone through, investigators didn't think it would be beneficial to fingerprint them. Man, I tell you, some of these cases is just unbelievable when you read the details. Like, just because you think this these cables been through hundreds of hands, you can't even try this as a missing person. But whatever. Over the following month and a half, over 100 people were interviewed in Branson's disappearance. Gina, who had been at Branson's home the day of the appearance, admitted to the law enforcement that he had recently been experimenting with marijuana and antihistamines. A family member also informed police that Branson had a bottle of volume in his possession the day he disappeared. Law enforcement questioned drug acquaintances of Branson's in St. Joseph. All stated that they had not seen Branson and each passed a polygraph test. While this seems fairly cut and dry in terms of where Branson was going, it may not be so clear. In several articles I've seen, the story told that Branson said that he was putting the cables away in the shed. However, in others and in the book, it had been reported that Branson actually said he was going to put the jumper cables in the shed and then run out for a little bit, planning to return shortly. Where he was planning to go, if indeed this is how things went down, is unknown. It is important to say that 
At this time, Gina is the only person who has ever given statements about the last day that Branson had been seen. While her description to the event could be very valuable, there are some doubts about her veracity of her claims. In her interview with missing persons, Rebecca made a point of discussing the reliability of Gina's statements, saying, Now whether either one of the parts of the stories are true or not, I honestly can't say for sure. I don't totally trust the individual that told me these things, although she was the one that was supposedly there. She's kind of known for not always telling the exact story of what exactly happened. Further investigation into the local drug trade was undertaken, but no discernible leads were uncovered despite rumors that Branson owed drug dealers money. But Bob initially suspected that his son had left to stay with friends in Kansas City, but none of his Kansas City friends reported his known whereabouts. Because Branson did not have a working car at the time, Bob presumed he may have hitchhiked. Becky had been working as a waitress and been saving up for a cruise one day. She sold a plot of land and had a few fundraisers. And with other residents' help, she was able to offer a $20,000 reward for anything that led to Branson's recovery. But still nothing. On April 10, 2003, law enforcement arrested Jack Wayne Rogers a 59-year-old Presbyterian minister and Boy Scout leader. Rogers was arrested on charges of first-degree assault and practicing medicine without a license. After removing a trans woman's genitals in a makeshift gender reassignment surgery in a hotel in Columbia. While investigating Rogers' personal belongings, detectives discovered child pornography on his computer, as well as evidence of various posts made on message boards under the username Buggerbutt, Oh Hell Satan, and Extremely Bad Mods, describing the graphic torture and assault of multiple men. In the post, Roger also discussed cannibalizing the genitals of men he had castrated. Among these posts was a first-hand account of Rogers picking up a blonde male hitchhiker, then raping, torturing, mutilating, and murdering him. I heard Branson was tied to a tree, naked, was impaled by a stake through his uh, nether regions, um, had his genitals cut off and eaten in front of him while he was still alive. Like, they got a picture of him on a paper plate and then ate him right there in front of him while he was dying. In the online post, it was claimed that the man's body was buried in a remote area in the Ozarks. Despite this, Roger denied even seeing Branson or knowing him. He just continued to say he never knew Branson and he said that the posts were fabricated and pure fantasy. Law enforcement, however, suspected the man in question was Branson. While performing a subsequent search of Rogers' property, 
a turtle claw necklace resembling one owned by Branson was discovered in one of his vehicles. In April 2004, Roger was convicted and sentenced to 17 years in prison for the assault, seven years for performing illegal surgeries, as well as 30 years for child pornography charges, which will run concurrently with the former two charges. At his sentencing, Rebecca, Branson's mother, begged for Roger to reveal Branson's whereabouts, but Roger denied being involved with the disappearance. His earliest release date is October 30th, 2028, when at that time he would be 83 years old. After attending the sentence, Rebecca stated that she no longer felt Roger was responsible for her son's disappearance, saying, the police are not completely ruling him out, but now the investigator has turned towards Skidmore again. They have received new leads there. I suppose time has a way of revealing the truth. I believe someone in the area know what happened to Branson. In my heart, I don't believe this suspect is responsible. Despite the nightmare I've lived through at his sentencing, I'm thankful that someone with that much evil would never walk the streets again. In an interview, Rebecca was asked, in your heart, where do you think Branson is? And her response was this. I have to keep believing he's alive. I can't go the other side yet. I can't go that way. I can't give up hope. Branson's father, Bob, died in 2004. In June 2009, law enforcement revealed that they were completing an excavation of a site in Quitman, Missouri. After receiving a credible tip that Branson's remains may have been located there, over a period of two days, excavator dug at 23 feet or 7 millimeters deep hole that covered an area of around 20 feet or 6.1 meters by 40 feet or 12 meters. At the time, another local farmer who resided 1.5 miles or 2.4 kilometers east of Quitman stated that the law enforcement has searched his property several years prior searching for an abandoned well, but the search came up empty. In 2010, Rebecca offered a $20,000 reward for information leading to her son's whereabouts. In February 2011, Rebecca died after a year-long battle of melanoma. Melanoma is a type of skin cancer. Joanne Stennett, Branson's grandmother, said at the time of Rebecca's death, around town, we searched every oil well, every outside toilet. We searched everything that was possibly for us to think that something could be there. Monica Kaysen, the founder of CUE, Center of Missing Persons, and a friend of Rebecca stated that she and other close friends promised that they would continue to look for her son but sadly, in her obituary, it was noted that Rebecca was preceded in death by Branson. And she was buried beside an empty plot for Branson that listed his date of death, April 11, 2001, the same day he disappeared. August 14, 2022, 
The current Nottaway County Sheriff, Randy Strong, announced a suspect has been identified, but more evidence was needed before an arrest could be made. This case also received coverage in July 17, 2010, an episode of the Fox television show, America's Most Wanted. The first theory reports that Branson, for some reason, may have decided to hitchhike. At that time, he was picked up by Jack Wayne Rogers, who drugged him, bound him, sexually assaulted him, and then murdered him only to go and write about it on an online forum. The second theory argues that Branson had likely been murdered by someone he knew and authorities have stated that they believe Branson was lured into a trap by an acquaintance. For some, this acquaintance could be Jason Bierman, the neighbor who allegedly assaulted Branson. For others, it could be anyone in the small town of Skidmore. The third and final theory suggests Branson in some form or fashion was connected to a drug trade and either got on somebody's bad side or perhaps fell into a debt which he couldn't escape, leading those drug associates to murdering him. When Branson was last seen, he was described as being a Caucasian male standing 5'9 and weighing approximately 155 pounds. Branson have, has blue eyes and blonde hair. He typically keeps his hair short and sometimes shaves it off. There is a small scar on the upper part of his right cheek and a small scar on his left knee. Branson is right-handed and he had all of his wisdom teeth removed and he has some feelings. Branson is described as last wearing shorts and a t-shirt and possibly a necklace or a leather strap with arrowheads on it. He was last seen in the vicinity of 304 West Oak Street, Skidmore, Missouri, on April 11, 2001. If alive, Branson would be 42 years old. A age-progressed photograph would be posted on Instagram. So now I want to know, what theory do you believe? Because I believe that Jason has something to do with it. I just believe that because... I also think that a person who studies martial arts, not saying that they can't, but I just don't think that a person that would study martial art is a person. They're, they're disciplined people. They're really disciplined people. So I don't think that he put anything into his body that he feels is, is, is harmful for his body. I also believe that why would you invite somebody over to your house and then just up and leave and never come back? I don't think that's it. But I also don't trust Gina for some reason. I feel that she either saw something that happened or her and the neighbor got together and did something to him together. But I do believe that she's not telling everything that she knows. But before I end this episode, I want to leave you with the final words of Rebecca written on an online forum in the years before she passed away. Her words are heartbreaking, as is this case. And I quote, I have never been a person to ask for much, but right now I'm asking, pleading even, begging you to help in finding my son or finding what happened to him. I need for this nightmare to end. It's a roller coaster and it doesn't even stop. From the outside, I may appear to look like I'm fine, but inside I would never be okay. 
If you have ever lost anyone who has died, then you know the feeling of complete despair. Over time, it eases and become bearable. You know the cause of what happened and you've been able to put your loved one to rest. You will always have the sense of emptiness and at times it will overcome you, but you're able to put it into perspective again. Parents of missing children never have that feeling of ease. It never becomes bearable, only easier to hide. One minute you're okay and functioning, the next minute something triggers you and you plummet into the deepest ravine you can ever imagine and can't find a way out. It can be something as simple as a smell, a taste, or a touch, and all the horror is there again. It never ends. Please, please, please find it in your heart to come forward if you have any information. You may think that it is insignificant, but it may be the key to link to answers. Unquote. The case of Branson Perry is a tragic one that remains unsolved to this day. Branson Perry disappeared from his home in Skidmore, Missouri in 2001, and despite extensive investigation by law enforcement, his whereabouts and fate remains unknown. Various theories have been proposed about what happened to Branson, including the possibility of foul play, abduction, and even involvement in illegal activities. However, no conclusive evidence have emerged to support any particular theory. The Perry family continues to hold out hope for answers and closure, and law enforcement officials have not given up on this case. As with many unsolved cases, the passage of time can sometimes bring new information to light, and it remains possible that someday the truth about what happened to Branson Perry will finally be revealed. If you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to reach out. Once again, thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and always, always, always trust your instinct.